Is this love It feels so bad Drawing blood Until we both see black Nina Nastasia has just released Riderless Horse, her first album in 12 years, and the first since the tragic death of her former manager partner, Kinnan Goodjohnson. So, Nina got the old team of Steve Albini and Greg Norman back together, retreated to a house in upstate New York, and made this very personal album. Here she is to tell us about it. Throw a punch or two and take a few, then rise above. What'd you do to your finger? Oh, well, uh, I slid down slippery grass yesterday. Right. And uh, I dislocated it. Oh, dear. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll repair dislo- quickly. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll affect your guitar yeah. playing, isn't it? It will. And I have um, I, I, I was able to get a friend of mine to play the guitar parts for my record release. Right. So I'll just. When did the record release happen? Was it yesterday? No, no, no. It's um, it's on the twentieth of August. Oh, right. Okay. Apparently, it takes like two to three weeks for it yep. to actually heal. I mean, to get you know, picking. Get picking. Yeah. All right. Well, so what's what do you got planned for the record release? Where is it happening, and what are you thinking um, about doing? It's happening. Well, you know what? There is a funny delay where it's almost like you're talking double time, but there's no sound. The sound is normal, Ooh. but then you're going very fast with your voice. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's perfect anyway. on this end, so I have none of that. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, uh, sorry, what did, you, what did you say? Just asking oh, about, about the, uh, op- the uh, record release uh, show. Yeah, at Union Pool in Brooklyn, New York. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what to do. I kind of want to do, I kind of want to do something special because it's been a very long time since I've had a record release. Right. Yes. Do something special, but I don't, not sure what yet. Well, I, I think if you just play these songs, it'll be pretty special. Oh well, thank you. Well, I will do that. I'll definitely oh, that's do good. that. So if you have to have somebody else playing the guitar for you, how is that going to affect your performance? Do you think? That's a good question because I I don't normally do that. And nice. so uh, it is, I've been practicing. Um, it is a bit weird. I mean, I have to re I have to remember usually when I record something and especially with this particular record, but my courts me, I, I just get it out of my, I'm done with it and then move on to the next thing. So when it comes time that I have to play it, I have to really learn it right. from almost from, scratch it's weird it's like i forget everything so uh-huh. um so i'm trying to i'm trying to remember all the words and practice it that way and it, it is a little bit it's a little bit yeah it'll be a little bit odd i mean i'm gonna go there i'm gonna go there on the 14th <clears throat> so i'm gonna i'm gonna spend some time practicing uh with my friend jack who's gonna play guitar and then um and I might have someone else do something as well. So, so I'll just, I'll just have to, I'll just have to do some rehearsing, right. but in a way it'll be interesting. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to sing and not play. It'll be kind of, I know when I've done like acapella stuff, it's kind of 
freed me in a uh, in a way because I'm not thinking about yep. where I'm other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think I saw a clip that somebody posted on YouTube of you performing in Minnesota back in April, just doing a okay. like an unreleased song and stuff. So yeah, have you been doing many shows working up to this point? Kind of what, what was going on in your mind during that show in particular? Because it seemed pretty intense. I have mourned for my own passing, made my peace with what I've done. Still I see you just beside me As you aim to shoot your gun Well, it was, um, I, I was super lucky to do a fantastic uh, support shows for Mogwai. Right. And, um, I mean, they're a fantastic band, but they're fantastic guys. They're just so sweet. And the whole group, their whole group of people that, that work with them are just lovely. So it was, it was super fun. I did, um, but it was the first time kind of uh, organizing, you know, my end of the tour. Um, and it was the first time driving across country. And it was the first time taking a dog with me. Oh, dear. So it was, a, it was a lot of, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff going on. But this, this Mogwai tour was, it, it was really fantastic because, you know, I, it's funny. I was, I hadn't played shows in 12 years. And I was like, I'm, I'm a nervous person anyway. So I was just like, a little freaked out to do it yep, you know, yep. and, and, and wondering if I could do it, you know, and, and then uh, also I'm like that much older. So I'm just like, well, can I handle it? Like, like, can my body handle it even? Right, and, right. Um, and so uh, I was just really nervous. And a friend of mine said, um, oh yeah, you're doing a, you're doing a support slot. Nobody's going to listen anyway. Just you're fine. Oh, well, there you, that makes you Enjoy feel better, yourself. doesn't it? <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Nobody's going to listen. It's going to be right. great. Yeah. So, uh, so I was like really relieved. I was like, oh my God, great. And then I got home and I was like, what do you mean nobody's going to listen? I right. Like, I better write an acapella song and make them listen. Right. Oh, I see. So, yeah. so then I did that. And then, um, but there was kind of no need for it because it was the most, I, you know, it could have been, it could have been like the excitement of seeing shows after long, like COVID, you know, not many people seeing shows or something. I don't know, but they, but they were just, or maybe it was Mogwai's audience. that was just lovely. I right. mean, you could hear a pin drop. It was like, I felt like I was doing my shows. It was so fantastic. And I, you know, you don't know, I mean, that doesn't normally happen with those kinds of slots. So it's like, uh, just really lucky. I mean, it was good. It was all very good. So that was a fantastic experience. Um, and I think that really helped a lot to do it, to do it solo too, really helps, you know. Right, uh, right, yeah. So I feel not as nervous, you know. Um, but I still get really nervous, you know, but what can you do? I mean, that's part of it, you, I guess. Part of the deal, I guess, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. And so I'm impressed that you were able to, you were like, oh, I need a new, I need a, a song to play at the beginning of this set that I'm going to do. And you just banged it out. Is that how you write on demand for yourself? Oh, well, well, uh, uh, it can be that way. Like I, I get, I, you know, the worst thing is having, the worst thing is, having a kind of writer's block. And I mean, I, I recently, I have very little patience for that. Right. And, um, you know, I've done this before and it's really, really useful, you know, to just make yourself, make yourself play every, almost every day. If you can, right. I don't do that. And yeah. I, I kind of want to get, you know, once I get, I'm still trying to get settled in, in, um, living in a place and so once I get kind of a routine going I think I will do that because it's it is it is really it is a discipline so it's really good to just keep doing it but I uh, but normally I just sort of uh go in spurts um but also if I have a project it's almost like being in school right um They've given you an assignment, you have a deadline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like write lyrics for this, or what do you think? Of, you know, I'm really into collaborating right now. So, so if somebody comes at me with that, it's almost like uh, it's an excitement of a project, and so that helps too. So, gotcha, gotcha. Now, when you're making Riderless Horse, you were working with uh, the old team of Steve Albini and uh, and Greg Norman. I, I think I read that you recorded it somewhere in upstate New York. Whereabouts is in, in upstate New York? So it was, um, it's in the Andes. Do you know, um, do you know, have you been to, been upstate New York? I moved to New Zealand from Rochester, New York. Oh, you did? Wow. <laughs> yes. yeah. No wonder you don't have an accent. Exactly. So I know my <laughs> way around upstate New York a little bit. Yep. Wow. <laughs> That's a, wow. I want to ask you why you moved to New Zealand. Smarter, oh, but I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, God, that's, you know, Wellington is definitely my, definitely is my dream one day, but it's so far away. It you is a, bit, so it is away. a distance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, it's like, it, it's, a friend of mine's have this beautiful property they've had forever and it's got like a lot of different um different uh you know i thought of that well actually um steve's wife heather uh we were kind of doing a lot of talking about what should we do how should we record but oh all this stuff she was helping me with a lot of stuff and uh -huh. um it suggested don't go in, you know, not to go into the studio, which was really smart because I, I, it would have been way too soon for me to go into electrical audio because it was just yeah, riddled with memories of, I couldn't even, you know, all, both studios I've been practically lived in. So uh, she suggested like an Airbnb. And then I thought of my friend's place because it has a lot of different spots, you know, you could use. And um, yeah, so, so that's where we went and, and uh it actually just was, you know, my friends were there. And so, and Steve and Greg are old friends. So it was, it was a kind of perfect environment, you know, to just hang out and also kind of, they all knew Kenan. Right. So it was like, 
good place to kind of laugh about stories and you know because there are really funny stories that are connected with Kenneth right. um uh so yeah it was a it was just very good it, it must have been almost like therapy for you to be yeah. in that situation I mean, the entire thing has been like therapy and right. and uh, i'm i you know when in thinking of this like i was thinking of this shit the the cd release and i i was thinking about ideas of what i could do make it special all of a sudden i'm just like thinking of all these extreme things that are really like uh you know it's, no this this is entertainment, not therapy. Yep. Like, right, you know, right, right. I'm, I'm not supposed to do that to people. You know, like I'm supposed to uh, entertain. <laughs> so, but so let's face like, it, for, for a lot of people, work. music is therapy anyway. So, you well, know. it is. It is. It is. It definitely is. But it, I, you know, at least in at least how I want to approach it, I want to approach it where it's not yeah. kind of like woe is me and my world. You know, yep. just share my share things. Um, and, but that's a funny thing because in sharing things about this, it is actually like therapy. And I've had many, I've had many people already so far say, you know, um, have their own experiences that they've had that are similar. And, and, uh, you know, that helps, that helps me too. You know, it's yeah. like, it's sadly, a, it's not, not an isolated incident. It's no, it's yeah. a lot of people deal with. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, so when did you start writing the songs for the album? Had you been, even though you hadn't been recording over the past 14 years or whatever, were you still right. kind of active creatively in that, in that way? Yes, I, uh, I would still write. I was writing in kind of different ways, um, but still songwriting, but, you know, maybe veered away a little from songwriting and started writing like short little things and, uh, doing some drawing stuff, that kind of thing. But, but in that, in that time I did have some of those songs were written. Right. Um, uh, some were like half written, um, but the majority I'd say I, I wrote, I wrote for the, for the, for record, the record and the ones that really kind of define it, that the record to me were written for the record. Right. So what would, what would you say with like maybe the first song that you wrote specifically for this record, which one would that have been? Oh wow, that's a good that's a good question that I don't remember actually <laughs> because I don't remember it, but you know, I, I and I think this might be the wrong answer because it might not have been the first one, although I okay. feel like it might have been the first one. Right. But it's certainly like the I always think of it as the first one because it def, it kind of defines it. Um right. it would be ask me. You might think best. To pack up your bags Stop all of this sadness And leave me So that I can live The very life you can't give And what is it that you want from me? So when you're in the studio recording a song like that, and you, what, what is it like for you, for everybody around you? What kind of environment do you need to be able to do that? Um, well, I mean, I don't need, I've like, so 
I like not needing an environment. Okay. So I, I like, I, I am pretty careful to make sure I never need an environment. Like if it's in a jungle with nothing, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, with yep. a string and a little, I'll do it that, you know, I don't want to need anything. So, um, but actually I say that, and what I didn't need was to go in the studio to, right. in, a, in a yep. actual missed record. So in a way, like, you know, I say that and then I actually did something that I needed, you know. Um, uh, but, um, and, you know, so saying all that, I mean, yeah, there are, there are a lot of needs actually it, for this one because it was, if I think about it, I had the kind of perfect environment and the perfect people to record it. And it was mm -hmm. only Steve and Greg there and right. they knew everything that happened. They knew that they knew Ken and they knew everything. And so it was, um, and we're old friends. So, you know, if I had several moments, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be uncomfortable for yeah. everyone. And yeah, myself. Yeah. it was just, it was, it was fine. And, and, um, and I really like don't like to be precious either, but I have to say that it was very difficult to sing those songs. Actually, sure. you know, it's like I I found myself uh, I found it once I was done. I thought, well, that's the most raw I ever want to get with these things, or. You know, I don't think yeah. I want to do a record like that again. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm perfectly fine to never visit it again. In a way, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you mentioned "Ask Me," which is kind of the longest song on the album, very intense, right in the middle of the record, and it's followed by "Blind as Batsies," which is kind of the upbeat tune right. on the record. Sometimes we get drunk and happy, scrap and bleed, then come up sappy once we find a quiet place to sleep. Then to the moon as high as can be, no direction blind as Batsy's throwing up whatever once was sweet. No matter when, no matter how we live our lives, I've found a friend. I'm gonna take you when I die. So, how much thought and pro uh, what kind of process did you go through putting the songs together on the album? Oh, you mean like order the order? The order, yeah. 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 Well, I worked. I worked with Steve. Um, because, and, you know, played it for people, friends of mine to see, you know, what they thought. Uh, actually, also, now that I think of it, um, Jeremy, like, owns Temporary Residence, the label I'm on, he, he actually made suggestions that we took. Um, and at the time it was like, once again, like I felt so precious and I did not want to be that way. But once again, it was like, I was in, you know, it was like Christmas around Christmas or the new year or something. It's like one of the hardest yeah, yeah, yeah. times, you know, and, and I have to listen to this thing for the, for the mastering and the, all the stuff I hate doing, you know, like the, the order and all that stuff. And I actually was just did not want to do it, but, right. um, and it was hard. I actually sure. had to say, oh, God, I need a minute. Cause I don't, I, you know, it was, yeah. well, that's understandable. So, but I had help. Yeah. Oh, I had help. And I'm not real. I, 
I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty easy going to like, if I think somebody prefers it away, um, even if I had chosen another way and they, they preferred another way, I might listen to it and go, well, I, I actually could care less either way. So I'll go with right. what they, you know what I mean? What they want. Yeah. 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 So are you thinking of the next record? Cause it sounds like you are. Well, yeah. I, well, I'm not thinking, so I have another record that I did, um, kind of immediately when, um, right after, uh, Ken died, I, there was, a you know, it, it was a strange, uh, it was guilt ridden, but it was just, there was a strange freedom sure. to really collaborate with people. And a friend of mine, you know, and I, I think I, you know, a friend of mine sent me, um, uh, he's, he sent me, um, some music and he said, you know, do something with it if you want. And then I was just like, and then I did it. And it was like, we were, I was like, send me more, send me more. Send me more. And we were just like, we did a whole records worth. And, um, so he's, uh, he's in a band Florida BC and he's, uh, he's, yeah, we just put a band together. So we're thinking, let's do this one and another record. So, so we got, we we're going to, we just finished mastering it. Um, we got the artwork pretty much done. So we're kind of in that phase. Oh, cool. So that'll be coming out at some point. And then, uh, yeah, then, and then there's, yeah, I, I mean, I get, it's always when I'm, when it's the least convenient for me right. to think about creative stuff, I get, inundated with these ideas and I just think oh my god I have to do this I have to do this so I'm super excited for more to do more things and gotcha I haven't been Uh so I mean even setting aside all the stuff that you went through just being older and having been you know not putting out stuff for so long do you look at yourself as feel like a different artist now than you were when you started out making records yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so awesome. That is the difference. I don't give uh -huh. a shit. I can right. give a shit. I mean, there, you know, I probably could have given a shit, you know, before, but I had to because of this other person, you know, I was kind of, it was his life as well. It wasn't just yep. my life to yep. screw up or whatever, you know, and not yep. be ambitious. Yep. Or, um, and, you know, I feel ambitious for it and everything, but I, I just could kind of care less uh, if people, I mean, I even care less if I ask someone to do a collaboration and they say, ew, no, like, I'm right. like okay. <laughs> it, it actually, I, I really, it doesn't bother me. And so, I mean, I say it doesn't bother me. Maybe it would bother me. It, it might bother me, but, you know, it's not going to stop me. Right, 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 right. So, and, and once you start doing your own shows rather than as an opening act, you're going to run into more more people who have listened to your album and probably want to talk to you about it and share their own experiences. How are you looking forward to that? <laughs> well, you know, um, I'm actually, you know, I have to say there are, it's it gets easier and easier to talk about it. I've had some pretty intense and, um, draining conversations about it 
with people, but they've all, everybody that has, uh, at least journalist wise, everybody's lovely people and right. respectful people. Um, and I feel like in terms of that end of it, I feel incredibly grateful that people have an interest in the record. So I'm always up for talking about it because it's a, it's a, I feel pretty lucky that, you know, somebody has an interest in asking about it. Somebody wants to talk about it because they've gone through something. I mean, yeah, I would love, uh, you know, I'm, I, uh, I think that's, that's kind of the reason why I want to talk about it. Cause I, mm -hmm. I, cause it's a, they're tricky subject matters that yep. I think um, it's easy to kind of, you know, put it in categories and stick boxes, put things in boxes and not think of, you know, possibly somebody who is acting out abusively as an actual person, you know, they're just mm -hmm. a villain. I don't think that's right. Yep. Um, and then, you know, all the other stuff that happens and suicide. I mean, it's stuff that kind of needs to be talked about, I think. And yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's a big problem down here in New Zealand. It's huge. Is it? Yes. So I, I was surprised when I moved down here because you're moving to like paradise on, yeah. on earth. And it's like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's definitely something that needs to be talked about more and addressed more and dealt with more. So Yeah. yeah. I guess we all feel a little bit isolated because of yep. the whole, you know, COVID. Yeah. No yep. Not helping matters. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's no... All right. Well, hopefully you'll come down here and play some of these songs for us. And we like, I want to hear some of the ones as well. So that'd be great. So come on down. Are you, do you still are in contact with Jim White at all? Yes, actually, I just saw him. We just had uh, a drink together. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. And uh, he's doing really well. Yep. Yep. So yeah. all set. Very good. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this with me and spending time uh, talking about you. it. Appreciate it a lot. So good luck with everything. Thank you. Yes. And good luck with the hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it there.